Welcome to Decolonize to Thrive, a podcast dedicated to nourishing the soul through stimulating conversation, thought-provoking facts, and vulnerable exchange. Join me, your host, Ina Briggs, and my co-host, T. Lacey, as we disseminate what it means to decolonize the many facets of our lives. Christy Edwards is an intuitive healer who uses her training in angelic Reiki, crystal healing, sound healing, and herbology as a means of holistic spiritual wellness. Her mission and service is to help heal and hold space for others as they come to know who they are destined to be in this lifetime. This mission is based on her life's journey, which is being chronicled in a book she's working on called Getting Back to Me. Ms. Edwards is a certified herbalist, angelic Reiki master teacher, crystal healing practitioner, sound meditation facilitator. And in addition to the above, she also provides one-on-one Reiki mentoring to help clients cultivate a way of living based off of ease and vibration, allowing them to attract the type of life, relationships, success, and happiness they deserve. And with that, we are so excited to welcome Christy Edwards to Decolonize to Thrive. Welcome, Christy. Yay. (laughs) Super excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to get into all of this. Thank Um, you for having me. Yeah. First of all, thank you for the work that you do in the community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We need you. And I need you all. Look, we all need each other. I think that's the piece that we have a tendency to forget. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, Before before we like get into it, can I uh, ask for a quick definition? I haven't heard of what angelic Reiki is, and I'd love you to tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I have always been connected to angels, um, beings of light. I've always just felt a really strong connection to them. So there are various forms of Reiki. Reiki is ultimately just, it's like energy work. Um, But there are various kinds of Reiki, but angelic Reiki is utilizing the energy of, from the angelic realm to create healing. So some other type of Reiki practitioners, they may like, do the you know do the I guess the the codes and you know I'll just use that term um but there are like different signs that they have to you know put over clients you don't do that you're just working directly with the angelic realm and so the particular or specific angel that needs to work with my client will come in and I kind of just serve as a connection for them to come through they do all the work we work together Mm, yes Wow. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just share and also open up and allow Christy to share um, a little bit more about herself if she would like to outside of what's in the bio. On my birthday, I um, is where I met Christy because I reached out to her uh, to do one of the crystal healing uh, readings. And it was one of the most impactful things I've ever done. Um, so I would love for you to just open up and kind of share a little bit um, if you would like to about um, you know, kind of what drew you to the work and um, just about who you are in general. Yes, absolutely. First of all, let me just say that I'm so honored to be on this podcast with these amazing divine women that are here, um, willing to just allow me to share this space 
case with you all. So number one, I, I truly am thankful and I agree and I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, it's so interesting as you were reading my bio, mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, it's so interesting how much my life has changed mm. in the past like five years, three to, I'll say four to five years. Okay. Um, and this is all a part of my healing journey. And yeah, like my life four to five years ago is just completely different from the life I live now. And I will say that the life that I'm living now is a life that I manifested. Um, and I would like to share a little bit about that, but yeah. I, I'm Christy. I'm just, for me, I just, it's interesting when it's like, well, tell me about yourself. It's like, oh, well, I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. And right. this is my title at work and this is what I do. Mm -hmm. And the perspective that I have now, like none of that stuff matters. Like, who are you? And it's like, when people ask you, who are you? Who are you? Right. And I think it's so hard for us to disassociate ourselves with the materialistic things or the things yeah. that we put all this emphasis towards. That's right. You know, it's not to share that. So as you were asking me, like, who am I? It's like, I'm Christy, you know, I <laughs> am, I consider myself. And again, for those that are listening, just keep an open mind and an open heart because we may discuss some things or I may share some things that has you know that you haven't heard of or that may seem a little weird mm -hmm. but just be open to it um but I am a spiritual being living a human existence I yes. decided mm -hmm. that during this point in time in life that I was going to come here and fulfill a purpose I agreed to this everything that I've gone through in my life I have agreed to it and for some we come here on earth and I think we have this tendency to forget that before we're human, before we are this, like our physical, we have a spirit and the spirit has been with us from the beginning of time. And I'm just here to live my purpose. And I think some of us are fortunate to figure out our purpose and some of us don't really look for purpose we're just living mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. I chose to live life purpose-filled and I know that my purpose is service so in my mm -hmm. nine-to-five career I work in public health I serve the community community is a huge part of my heart um but then outside of my work I serve people whether it's through herbs education that knowledge wisdom or through the spiritual piece mm -hmm. um so I guess who I am, I'm I'm a servant. That's kind of just ultimately what I am and who I am. But Ina, I would say it was such a pleasure to work with you. Um, and the interesting thing is um, each client is so different. Mm -hmm. Each client is in like a different phase of their spiritual walk or their healing journey. I call all of this healing journey. I mean, yeah, it's spiritual and all that stuff, but right. ultimately, ultimately all of this is just healing, coming back to who we are authentically. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we do that through peeling back the layers of all the shit that we've gone through, the trauma that we've gone through, which I will share with you because let me tell you, it is like a telenovela, mm. which is why <laughs> I'm writing a book. Because when I share like the stuff that I went through, which is why I'm here. So again, I chose this life. I chose this path. Yes, and because sometimes bumps 
put us on the path that you know we're supposed mm -hmm. to be on unfortunately I had several bumps um but no that's just a little bit about me I enjoy the work that I do I'm extremely passionate about it I don't take it for granted I think you know working with people directly in general it can be you know it's it's intimate but working with someone on a spiritual level you are I mean I don't take that for granted at all because especially for someone yeah. who's able to feel mm -hmm. and see like in like through the nooks and the cranny and the areas that you've been trying to sweep under that rug and keep hidden it's an honor to be able to um, hold space for my clients in that way and support them so that is that's who I am absolutely thank you so much for sharing that um I think there's like so much about what you said that I can't wait to dig more into mm -hmm. um like including I really want to hear about how your life is different from four to five years ago and like how you manifested that and what that felt like for you um and also what it meant means now to live a purpose-filled life I think the thing that I am having the hardest time swallowing is like choosing this life and I really want to hear about that from you like what it means to mm. choose this life and how that has a connection to like a purpose-filled life right and then also like how we can contextualize all of the many bumps in the road <laughs> um because of that because I think I mean, I don't know about y'all, but like, I feel like I need help contextualizing the bumps in my road, you know, like, what is it for? Yeah. What am I here for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's hard. Do you want to get into that now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We are here. So the life that I lived before. Okay. So I, this was, um, 2019, this was right before the pandemic. I went through my second divorce. Mm. So my Ooh. first divorce, my first divorce, I got married. My first marriage, I got married when I was 23. Um, had my son by the time I was 25, had my daughter by the time I was 29. I was a professional dancer in another life. Um, we lived in New York for some time. We were there during 9-11. And then after 9-11 happened, wow. we decided to move back to Chicago. I'm from a suburb outside of Chicago, but my family is here. So that's what we decided to do. Okay. Then he was abusive. And this is like mm -hmm. in the book, he was physically abusive. He was every type of abusive that you can think of. He was physically abusive verbally abusive emotionally abusive mm -hmm. mentally abusive financially abusive the term gaslight is completely new like I feel like this is like a recent buzz term yeah. but he, he gaslit the hell out of me mm. yeah so much so and if you want to go further into this story and this is why I'm writing a book because when I tell people this they're like what so he gaslit me so much so that after we separated and I might have to close my door but after we separated, he, so he lived like out by Gurney mm -hmm. and he drove, this was the weekend the kids were visiting him. He drove all the way from like way out North to Chicago to basically see what I was doing. And again, this is what intuition, something told me I didn't feel right. Um, Cause prior to that also, he threatened to kill me and the kids in the car. But this particular evening, I did not feel safe. And so the guy that I was seeing at the time, I asked him to stay over. Four o'clock in the morning, he broke in the house. I'll just kind of skip. He separated oh. my shoulder. I oh, ended up in the ER. Police came. He went to jail. I'm back wow. home, arm in a sling, and I get a phone call from his parents. And his parents say, we're going to bring him by because he missed out on his time with his kids. And I said okay and 
because I was always made to believe that I was the bad person or it was my fault. And then I like had to shake it out. Like, no, I'm not. No, no, Mm -hmm. no, he's not. So that was marriage. Number one, marriage. Number two, um, he, you know, this is me coming out of an abusive relationship, met him in church after three months, we got married. And I thought that he was really, really cool. Like, you know, a safe choice, Mm -hmm. no drama. But once we got married, because you even though you're dating somebody for years, you still don't know them. But there was just something about him. He was not living his authentic self. And I felt it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put words to it, but I felt like every single morning he would put this mask on and just go about his day. Well, I, I do believe that there were some underlying issues that he needs to deal with in terms of, you know, his sexuality and okay. um being his authentic self but mm-hmm. he was the reason why I decided to stop living my life for other people and what they expected of me and I finally decided to live my life for me because I realized for him like he wasn't living authentically he wasn't being himself he wasn't being who he truly was innately yeah. like apologetically yeah. like, that's why I love when I mention your lipstick I'm like man that's like live out loud like I right. love because you are bold and courageous and just like this is what I want and this is what I'm about to do and I don't care I <laughs> love that and that's what we need to do but for and I'll be 48 this year but wow. for wild nearly 45 <laughs> years I've lived my life for other people I've never yeah. allowed myself to be in this space I've never allowed myself to feel comfortable being me and so after my second divorce, that's when I was like, you know what? I'm about to do everything that I've ever wanted to do, explore, and that's what I'm about to do. And I don't care what anyone has to say. This is the life that I am putting together. Like I've just empty canvas. My After my second divorce, I was scared as hell. But then I said, you know, my business partner, we also have a podcast too, but my business partner was like, Christy, you have... Like, don't look at it from a place of fear. Look at it from right. a place be able, being able to create. Yeah, a place so, of possibility. Right. So she was like, look at it as an empty canvas. Yeah, I love that. You get to create yeah. and you get to paint and you get to have your, you know, your paintbrush like glide and have the strokes as thin and thick as you want. Like you get to create this life. And so I really started like manifesting some stuff and it was working. And I like I started off really small. Like I started off with like envisioning things that I really desired for my life. And I mean, there are so many layers to this because first I had to deal with whether or not I felt that I was deserving of that thing. Because that's the battle, Lord. (laughs) You have to believe that you are actually worthy of it for it to actually manifest. And then also, and so you that can't was fake the it. stuff I had to unpack. Yes, you can't fake it. You can't and fake that it. Was the stuff I had to unpack. Yeah. You know, we yeah. desire these things for our lives, but deep down inside, we don't feel like we deserve it. That's right. Ooh, and so I had to unpack, well, why don't I feel like, why don't I deserve it? Who told me yeah. that? Why am I believing that? Mm. So that's like the whole healing journey. It is. Yeah. yeah. Layers are peeled back. So I'm sorry. I feel like I've been talking forever, but. Girl, no, please don't. <laughs> I know this like, is what we this is why you're here. Yeah, this is what we asked <laughs> you to be here, girl. You doing you doing the thing that we asked you to do. You might have some questions too. So I didn't want to yeah. just take up all of it. No, I feel like there's so many like like 
nuggets that you just dropped like I mean honestly I feel like you know we need to talk about divorce like in a real way (laughs) Mm. because I feel like I mean what I right and like what I heard (laughs) Christy in your story is that like like divorce number one was like the first crack in the egg and then divorce number two was like like you know what f this I'm out with I'm out I'm out I'm out I won't um and then like you know there is what incomes your your empty canvas and I mean like I've been through divorce like I understand like what right and how that how it's like a death right Right? it is it is it is like like a a death death. it is like a person is always there you know or they're not you know they're still there in the physical so it's it's just this really weird emotion of separation like even though he was a and I'll tell you another story. I mean, this is the type of shit that I went through. So I have two children. Um, and in between my children, I miscarried at 11 weeks. And the baby mm. came out in the toilet. And seeing something yeah. like that is just like, it yeah. Yeah. boggles. Like it shook me somewhere else. So for weeks, I was crying. I was emotional. I was up. I was down. And this particular day, you know, we went through marriage counseling. I'm crying. And I come to him and I said, can you hold me? And he said, no. And I was just like, he's like, I was shocked. And he said, when are you going to get over it? And it was from that point where I realized I was like, I am in Mm -hmm. this alone. Absolutely. Oh, girl. Ah, And not safe. And not safe. Yes. And oh, God, I'm sorry. This is like. Oh, this is bringing me back. I never had a miscarriage. (laughs) No, it's okay. I've never had a miscarriage, but I have had an abusive husband. Um, And like, and that moment of, of realizing, right, that you are not safe with the person that you entrusted part of your life with or part of your life to, right? And then that moment where, and and for you to be in so much pain in that moment and then for him to like utterly reject you and then to have to like come to terms with yourself and your life in that moment right i think that's the other thing about divorce that i can't stress enough the way it makes you take stock um in ways that you had never done and in ways that and frankly you hoped you never had to do right no you're so right um he broke me i mean you were absolutely right he broke me um but I am appreciative of the experience with him because I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm grateful for the experience. Um, I hated having to go through that, but right. being here now allows me to, like my whole life has expanded and changed. Right. So I, I can't complain about that. <laughs> so much, so many things um, oh. that you share that, just really speak to my spirit. So the first thing that you shared uh, was around your intuition. And that is a thing that I feel like is so important and underrated. I think that some people call it, you know, suspicion or, you know, superstition and all of that. But I think that there's so much truth. And as I get older, you know, like my intuition is so loud and I'm learning to listen to it because every time it never fails. And I'm like, I knew this. i felt this. Um, and so intuition is a thing. I think also, um, when you mentioned those bumps in the road and how those are the things that kind of lead us to our purpose. Um, that's something I've always believed, but when you shared that some people live life and they don't necessarily seek their purpose or they don't, they're not purpose driven. Um, that's something I've often wondered about. It's like, 
if yeah. one of the reasons why we're here is, you know, we kind of chose, we opted into this physical reality, you know, coming into this physical dimension to live life as ourselves. Um, I always assumed the, the goal was to kind of like reach that purpose or to fulfill that purpose. Yeah. Um, so what, what does that mean? Like if a person is just kind of like taking it as they go and not necessarily seeking a purpose, is that something that, um, it's like, does that, I've, I've heard that that person may need to opt back in again to fulfill it another time or get another chance is, have you heard that? Is there any truth to that? What are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so earth, I consider earth this big school. Mm -hmm. where we learn lessons here i mean there's a earth is like very dense energetically but we're here to learn lessons and if we don't learn mm -hmm. those lessons we don't allow ourselves to like put ourselves through just living life where we're learning those lessons then yes you will repeat it over right. and over again like i mean i'm mm -hmm. sure that you can think of it a time in your life where you were doing something maybe it was your choice in men you know, mm -hmm. I went through my phase of liking the, the, you know, the bad boys. Yeah, haven't we all? For me, it was just liking <laughs> men, period. Right, and it's <laughs> right, right. my phase. You are attracting, you're attracting the wrong thing. So you yes. have to just step back and, and work on you. Um, mm -hmm. But mm. yeah, I firmly believe that. If you're not, it's just like, you know, school. If you don't pass the test, you won't have to take it again. That's right. That that makes total sense to me. I know that different people will have different opinions and may, they may not necessarily agree, but that makes sense to me when you even think about like the family that you're born into and the specific conditions that are present in that family when you come in and, yeah. you know, how that almost creates almost like the experiences that you might wind up recreating or the cycles that you find yourself going through over and over yes. again. That can't be coincidental, you know, no. where we're born. Um of course, shapes our lived experiences too, and some of the lessons mm -hmm. that we'll learn. So it's uh, it all resonates with me, right? And, and I, I think... feel like we can even go deeper. I yeah, mean, stuff that ancestrally, like this morning, um, while I was meditating, uh, my paternal mother came through, mm. and one of the things that I've been really coming to grips with is working in this space and. Um, being comfortable with it and not identifying with a certain title that people want to use because there are some, I mean, and that's some healing that I have to go through um, as far as what people think in, in terms of the stuff that I do. Yeah. But one of the things that she was saying was that there's ancestral healing that I have to do around mm. the work I'm currently doing because there are things that pass through our bloodline. I mean, I mean, we can talk yeah. about genetics. That's like a huge, you know, yeah. This is like a ancestral a trauma. Yeah. And I think generational trauma. And I think the other word that came to me while, you know, while you were talking was it brings a brand new cycle or brand new uh, meaning to generation breaker or cycle breaker, right? Yeah. Curse breaker, all of yes. those kinds of things, mm -hmm. especially like where we as like a part of a certain generation of black folks find ourselves that we're noticing what all of these ancestral patterns and then trying to like break them and also trying to find yeah. our own paths in a way that feels healthy right moving forward etc that's so true yeah i want to i want to ask about two more things and we're gonna really get into some questions for real this time <laughs> okay i was like are we not already in it <laughs> <laughs> 
but you talked about karma and I, I have yeah. to say, I've had this like kind of push and pull relationship with this word because I'm like, what does it actually mean? You know, so I believe in karma in the sense that kind of like what you put out comes back to you in some way, form or fashion, not necessarily where you like, oh, you, you know, had a horrible experience with someone, you curse them out and then, you know, it's going to be now you're cursed for the next you know week or so. Um, but like in the sense that, yeah, if I'm doing harm to someone knowingly, intention, I think intention makes a difference with karma. Absolutely. <laughs> um, if I'm knowingly hurting someone and um, in some way, form or fashion, I'm putting that out into the universe and that's going to come back to me. I believe in that. Um, but I think that karma, you know, the way that we use it and kind of throw that term around um, has made me a little bit skeptical about like what it actually means and if it's a real thing. So I just want to get your opinion, your insights on uh, karma. What does that mean to you and how does that show up? To simplify that. So one, I do believe in karma. Um, okay. Although I, I will admit I, I may be siding with you too, because I feel like the way that the term is kind of thrown around these days, it's a little yeah. bit different. Like it's, yeah. there are so many buzzwords that our society True. hold on to and we create, but <laughs> I do believe that what you put out there mm -hmm. with the intention and what the full understanding of what it is that you're doing, it will come back. Mm -hmm. It will come back to you. Yeah. So if you're doing good and you're putting good energy out there, then good is going to continue to come to you. If you are knowingly doing some shit, just know that it's going to come back to you. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how I feel. Like, I feel like that's kind of the law of the universe. But I will say that there are some people who are like, they do good stuff, but their life is just crap, right? And that's another reason why I struggle with karma because I'm like, you know, you can be doing good, 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 good. And you see people suffering, like people who are really out here doing good and giving their last and they have I mean it's hard to to kind of conceptualize this experience that people are having with this word when you see yeah. things like that <laughs> and I, but think, I will say oh go ahead oh I was gonna say because I, I think there's like a lot of there's different takes on this my yeah. personal take is that I think that um, this goes back to what Christy was saying earlier about sometimes we go through these battles, not because we deserve it, but because we yeah. have to learn from it we so we can it. help other people, yeah. right? And so you have really good people going through really shitty things because they will be able to help other people through equally shitty things, right? Mm. And I wonder sometimes if it's an ancestral thing, right? If you had somebody back in your lineage who was a real big baddie and, it, really? and you have to, yeah, and you have wow. to like, pay that and you have to pay for that somebody has to pay for that and mm. maybe and it's also like I mean again it's all character development no right like uh, are we yeah. all not learning from it yeah absolutely yeah. and you actually just said the two things that I was gonna say that it could be part of like the life that they chose because honestly mm. yeah this is what I believe it does not mean that you all have to believe this but I believe that we chose to come here yeah, I believe that. I believe, I believe that too. Exactly. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to marry this person. They're going to mm -hmm. be abusive. Like, that's what this is going to push me to do this. And then I'm going to remarry again. What? Yes. But then after this, yeah. this is where you come into yourself. We choose these things. And so I, I do think that some people choose hard lessons just yeah. in order to ignite something in them. Some lifetimes, they may that's not true. get that lesson and realize that it's a fucking lesson and you need to push yeah. through it. Some lifetimes yeah. are just like, my life sucks. This is just mm. how it's going to be. Yeah. And nothing's done. 
So there is really so good. Many. Really good. I don't know if you are familiar with Caroline Mays. Mm -mm. Okay. She, but she's a, a spiritual, I think intuitive as well. And she talks about sacred contracts or soul contracts and how you similar to what you share opted into this life and you had contracts with individuals before you came here that you Ooh, need yep. to fulfill yeah um and so sure, she talked about break them. <laughs> she i'm sure she has i haven't okay. it's been years she's been around for so long it's been years since i've listened to her work oh that is very interesting though to know that you could negotiate a contract um yeah, you can but yeah, she says that you can, you can, you have these contracts, not just with people, but with places and locations where yeah. you opted into being and experiencing certain things. It's it's really interesting. Um, uh, yeah. I was going to say, see. this is like one of the first, one of the first moments where I'm like encountering this idea of like, you chose this. And I think with the first time you said it, I was like, no. And then like the more <laughs> I keep hearing it, the more I'm like, damn though, because I feel right. like. I've had so many moments in my life, like Chicago for me is that moment, right? Where I'm not from here, but mm -hmm. something drew me here. Mm -hmm. And I knew that when I got here, I had something to do, right? And I also knew that I couldn't leave until the city told me it was time to go, right? And I didn't know what that was, right? But I also know that if I hadn't come here, I wouldn't have never been the person who I was like who I am right, right? or the person who I'm like growing into yes. right yes. and I knew that when I came here but I didn't know why I knew that and I think mm. this idea that you have a soul contract with people places right moments feelings experiences mm -hmm. makes more sense the way that that we are we find ourselves drawn to things for no reason right? yeah, we but can't it explain feels it. like yeah we can't explain it but it feels like it's always been in us right but yeah. we just found it Mm -hmm. and that's also being led by your intuition too yeah that's listen right. uh I when the more you talk about intuition my dad uh I am feeling a lot of feelings because this this month is my dad's death anniversary month and me and my dad were very close and mm -hmm. um, my dad also had a huge like intuition and growing up it, he was training me to use mind, right? And he called oh, it like a spidey sense or like a sixth sense. And he, I remember him telling me from like very young ages, like always listen to it, always listen to it. It is always yeah. right. And that the more so I, bad. right? And he was wiser than he ought to have been, right? Because he listened, he listened, right? He knew, he saw things, he felt them. Um, and he was always kind of telling me that, right? And I think there, and he also told me that a lot of that is also from our ancestors that they had to learn these lessons. And so we now have them where we can read things on the wind that make no sense, but we know that it's happening and we know that it's real. Absolutely. That's and so I powerful, T. Yeah. And I think we become more in tune to it the more, the less we allow ourselves to be distracted. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons why society is what it is and how it is yeah like think about like imagine if all of us were able to tap into who we are and to like all of the and I don't like to call them like spiritual gifts I mean they're like apt you know aptitudes you know mm -hmm. these are things that we all have access to but imagine if we all were able to tap into that power mm -hmm. imagine how the church That's is so true. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh god the churches would be <laughs> they would lose money i mean there's like yeah there wouldn't so be a church can, all structures we... would crumble yes so if you can keep people asleep man i'm gonna throw this at you i'm gonna throw this on the news yeah throw... i don't For even watch sure. you know mm-hmm. social media is a great distraction but it's Absolutely. like it's really important for us to minimize those distractions so that we can really be in tune with ourselves and listen to what our intuition is telling us Oh, so true. Even our guides, our spirit guides. But that's amazing that your father taught you that or was starting to teach you that because that's something that I'm starting to work with with my daughter. Yeah, I mean, I think he, yeah, he was very much, um, he was on parenting, like on a spiritual level, right? Like he kind of knew about, about it was like his job to like, trained me in the things that he had gone through in some ways right and like and like he was really big in being that person who was like going to help explain your options to you but was never going to tell you what to do right Mm. um and and all of the moments that we would have together was like did you listen to your instincts and then me being like you know I didn't and then him being like and what did we learn (laughs) you know Mm. like those moments and I think I think about intuition, I think about sixth sense all the time, right? Because like things are constantly buzzing and trying to figure out what of it is the real stuff and what of it is mm-hmm. like my anxiety, right? Or what of it is like- Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Absolutely. Christy, what say you on um, determining your intuition from your trauma? How do we make that distinction? Can we? Yeah, or it- your anxieties, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting that you said that because I've actually heard somewhere that sometimes people will miss, they will like mistake Mm -hmm. anxiety over intuition. And there's like this crossover that I didn't even know that was there because I don't deal with anxiety. I did Mm. with my first husband and the first panic attack I had, I said, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I was like, this is, this is. Nope, this is not, not fun. No, I mean, mm-hmm. talk about the ghetto. Panic attacks are the ghetto. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of intuition, so all of this kind of opened up for me when I was like 15, 16. And starting from that point, I've kind of like hidden it. I mean, there was one friend that I used to dance with. I went to her house, spent the night. This was in high school and woke up to a spirit um sitting like in the rocking chair next to her bed and so I woke up and I asked her I was like so who is this and she was like what are you talking about this well this old woman you don't see her she was like no I don't see her I was like okay she said well Christy maybe you're seeing a spirit I'm like maybe but up until recently I've learned to finally listen to myself there are days where it's hard and I there are days where I second guess myself so i use my tools like a pendulum or use my cards. Um, But I will say the the more that you become in tune with yourself, the more you learn to trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. And speaking of being in tune, that's kind of one of the things we want to um, talk about today. So for someone who feels that they're not really in tune with their selves spiritually, Mm -hmm. um, how do you suggest that they develop a spiritual routine or toolkit so to say oh love this question yeah so I will say um this looks different from everyone Mm -hmm. and I it's different for everyone I don't want people to feel like am I doing it wrong is this how I'm supposed to do it 
honestly, spirituality is about intention and what feels right and perfect for you. So I'll just give mm. you an example of what I've kind of created for myself. For some people, it may not work. For others, it may. But I think it's really important for us to be guided by our intuition mm -hmm. or guided by what feels good to us. And typically we can feel it like in our heart space. But I will mm -hmm. say um, some ways to tune in more spiritually. I think number one, you have to do, as I mentioned, you have to decrease your distractions. So it's, yeah. you know, from, I started, I stopped watching TV, 2009, I stopped watching TV when I was Damn. in school. Um, because I was just too busy doing homework. This is when I, I went to, um, school, um, uh, undergrad, I was working adult with two kids, but I just didn't have time to watch TV. And then I noticed that I would pick up the TV if I needed to like dumb down or kind of mm -hmm. decompress. I didn't like the way it made me feel. So I mm -hmm. would say decrease your distractions, even social media. Like, you know, when I get up in the morning, a lot of people like first thing they like to do is grab their phone. And I really, really, really try to like spend time just in silence with my guides, with my yeah. ancestors to just have a moment before I do that. But spend time with yourself. I think a lot of us yes. like to avoid mm -hmm. ourselves. And this is like husband number two. He would jump from, I mean, he was in a relationship. We separated like on a Thursday. He was in a relationship on a Sunday. Mm. For people like him, you know, he has a hard time being alone because it forces him to really take onus and responsibility yes. for where he is. So don't avoid spending time with yourself. Spending, you also, should be your favorite person to hang around. Mm -hmm. I know I'm my favorite. Also go too. out and <laughs> I've never been afraid of being alone. Yeah. That's what being an only child will do for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I would also suggest to get out in nature. Um, yeah. It can be the mountains. It can be the woods. It can be the water. It can be somewhere. You just outside because we have all these different things happening in our homes. You have the, you know, the the energy coming off of our laptops, the radiation coming off yeah. of our cell phones. All these different things go out into mm -hmm. nature and allow yourself to be grounded by the energy that's coming from Mother Earth. Also try meditating. Some people don't like meditating. Some people think, oh, I have a hard time clearing my mind. Well, that's not what meditation is. Right. Meditation is just allowing yourself to sit there. And I, when I explain this to my clients, I tell them just imagine sitting still, laying down, sitting down, whatever is comfortable for you. If thoughts come through, observe them like a mm -hmm. film strip. Yes. Just let them pass. You know, there is no, there is no, this has to be the right way. Mm -hmm. Also journal. Um, I'm not a huge journal person. That's my favorite. But, but I, you know, my hand cramps. I've gotten so used to typing, but I was journaling this morning when I was meditating because my grandmother came through and she, there was some stuff mm. that she had me. So I wrote down like a half a page of information, but journaling is really helpful to yeah. tap in because some people may get guidance or downloads or messages, whatever you want to call them from spirit, from their ancestors through hearing them through writing them through songs sense it's different for everyone also dancing mm, e dancing favorite. has been huge so I mentioned yeah. in my previous life I danced professionally and you know there I have a very strong 
a classic background in ballet. And so you're taught to just, everything has to, everything has a position, but I've never been like allowed to be free in my movement. Like let my yeah. movie jiggle, you know? <laughs> so I enjoy yeah. that. Like, I feel like that is just, you are allowing yourself to be open. Mm -hmm. and, free. and so those are some things that I would say, like tap into, you know, allowing yourself to tap into your spirituality. But again, it's going to look different for other, for everyone. I love that. I, I love That's that it's it not so, yeah, that it's not so rigid and it's just, yeah. you know, step by step and, you know, start with this and then start continue with, with that. Move into this. Yeah, yeah, it was very, um, I like that it can, it can be tailored to the individual. Is there like a certain, like, you know how you could be mindlessly doing those things and it's not necessarily getting you in tune with yourself spiritually. Like, how do you suggest, for example, if I am someone who's in nature, um, how do I kind of like tap into the spiritual side of myself if I'm doing that? Again, it becomes, it, it goes back to intention. Mm -hmm. So setting your intention before entering into that space. Because I, like I know that. for me, like now I know, like when I am, like I like to go out into the forest preserve or someplace to be in trees because I'm downtown and it's like, it's just, the water is here. So I, I love the water because I go there like frequently. But my intention when I go out into nature is to connect. Yeah. Not only with myself, but, but to also connect with my guides and to connect with the energies of the trees and the energies of the plants because all of those things have energy. Yeah, absolutely. Trees can talk to us, you know. Yes. Communicate to us. I was talking to a mushroom today. Oh, what did it say? I didn't hear what it said, but I feel like <laughs> I'm still work working on listening. I feel like trees, like um, we had someone on the podcast a little while ago who who told us to like introduce ourselves to trees. Yes. And I've always felt the energy of trees like very intensely. I have trees tattooed all over my body because I feel very yeah, strong about them. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like there's one. Um, but I feel like, but I feel like I just noticed said mushroom and I feel like I told it I was going to come back out to talk to it because I hadn't noticed it before. And so I wanted to know how long it had been there and like, like, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I feel like that, I don't know, like talking to something that you don't usually talk to or like touching mm. a tree. I feel like whenever I, I touch trees, I feel like I get this huge energy burst, right? Like Absolutely. they're so powerful. Um, and they're also like so quiet, but so loud, you know? Right. Oh, trees have such a presence. They, they can be overwhelming yes. when you're like around. Yeah. Trees and especially the ones that are larger. Sometimes I feel no. really kind of insecure. <laughs> yeah. Trees have energy. And that's the beautiful thing <laughs> Can I be a little nerdy it? real quick? Yes. yes I love do. trees and nerdiness. Okay. <laughs> so, and you guys may know this. Did you know that trees are connected like through this network underneath yes. where they're able to communicate with each other? Yes. So if I they heard are, that. Yeah. There's like a tree that's being infested, like down the way, they will communicate to warn the other trees to protect themselves. Like it wow. is amazing. That's okay. Deep. That's There's a, a book called The Overstory by Richard Powers. Richard Powers is a white man and I do have like some critiques, but um, it's really good regardless of the fact that he's a white man. And he talks about this kind of thing that when there's danger trees will release a chemical that release that mm. lets other trees in the area know that yes. there's danger right there wow. also like will be trees like in families that are connected by miles and miles and miles of underground root systems i personally believe that trees are the more successful versions of humans like like mm. trees trees 
are the human are the are the plant version of humans right like they are just as intelligent as we are right like they feel as much as we do they like like give right and then mm, i think also yeah. me and tr- like us like us as humans and trees are in this reciprocal relationship right we breathe Absolutely. out what yeah. they yeah. breathe in and they yeah. breathe out what we breathe in like we are one and the same yeah. such a special relationship we have it is So when we, speaking of energy, um, we know that trees give off energy and you mentioned that plant life and nature in general, everything has energy. Um, We hear often, you know, saying such as like good vibes or positive energy of surrounding yourself with that type of energy. Um, What does that mean in your, in your opinion? And how can we continue to like be intentional about surrounding ourselves with like positive energy besides nature? Yeah. No, this is a good question. And I'm the type of person that will answer a question by a long explanation. (laughs) We're Um, here for it. I know, right? So consider everything in life is energy. Everything. When you have like solid matter items, these are items that are just vibrating at a very like slow. They're vibrating very slow, which is why Mm. we're able to see them and feel them. And, you know, think about like there's this spectrum, I forgot what the what it's called, but love is the highest vibration that we could choose to carry. Self-love for ourselves, self, you know, love for others. And I think we need to understand, or just now I, I feel like in this day and age, we are starting to understand the importance of energy because you see it all on social media. Everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Positive energy. Yeah. Good, good vibes only. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and in this 3D realm, you know, that we live, we there is this duality of good and bad. Mm-hmm. But spiritually, in the way that I'm starting to like I've moved into, because as you grow and as you expand your perspective and view on life changes. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to look at life from less of a duality mm-hmm. where there's good and bad, there just is. You I know, thinking of yeah. positive and negative, happy or sad, it just is. But I will say, we've all had that moment where we've walked into a room and people have either been arguing or they're laughing and then all of a sudden we're angry or we're laughing with them. Yeah. That is, we are getting in tune with that energy. We feel it, we sense it. Those are like prime examples that I just want to share as a sample, as an example. Yeah. But we want to feel good. So we want to be around people who allow us or who make us, I don't want to say make us because no one can make us do anything, mm-hmm. who enhance this feeling. So we want to do things and be around people that bring about the best parts of ourselves. And so for me, you know, positive vibes is just really living a life and allowing yourself the space, the freedom to be and to feel good. I always like to tell my clients like, does your like does this thing that you're doing does it set your heart on fire like does it light mm. you up does it make you yeah. feel good because i think oftentimes and i've realized this from marriage number one we <laughs> we keep ourselves in situations that make us feel horrible yeah yeah why do, we do. do why like why do we do that to ourselves so now i'm very intentional with the stuff that i do if it doesn't feel good to me no no thank yes you. And I don't have Gotta to be go. nasty about it. No. Yeah, no, no, thank you. And Not I think that's me. also no, like maturing, but mm-hmm. good vibes is just 
allowing me to just live authentically and free because again i haven't i have not allowed myself to be as free as i am now mm. that's yeah. kind of what it means to me i don't know if i answered your question you absolutely no, did you you definitely did, you, you definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> and gave us like much more to think about on top of it so thank oh you good for that. Yeah. And I just love the part about um, just, you know, getting away from the duality, because that's something I've been thinking yeah. about more and more, too, as I get older and just like how we assign meaning to what things are, whether they're good or bad. And that's subjective. What I you know feel is good or bad isn't necessarily the same as what someone else does. But I do think it's so important to uh, be mindful of how things make us feel and also to be able to kind of delineate between when you're just being challenged because you need this lesson or this is something you need to experience right now versus this is just bad for you, you know? And I've yeah. learned for me to be, uh, one of the things that's coming up lately is embodiment. So being more in my body and knowing how my body is experiencing something and not like being so logical and analyzing it. But like, if I'm feeling something <laughs> internally, you know, that is a sign that this is, I need to remove myself from this experience. And one of the ways that it shows up for me is through my skin. Like I break mm -hmm. out when I'm stressed. Yeah. yeah. When something stresses me, I just, it's all over me. I can't, you know, so it's like catching it before it gets to that point, because I know I'm experiencing this. It shouldn't have to be this outward sign of like, you know, very well, you should have left a long time yeah. ago. Right. But yeah, that too. Quick? Yes, please, please do. Um, so it kind of ties into duality, mm. but it's kind of part of like my healing process. So I had mentioned for a good portion of my life, I've lived my life based on what I ex other people expected of me. Mm -hmm. I did everything, what people expected of me. And finally, I got to a point where I was just like, why? Why am I? Okay, this is my life. This is my journey. I'm the one that has to wake up to me every single day. I'm paying the yep. bills. I'm, paying right? myself. I'm maintaining this body, this spiritual body. Mm -hmm. Why am I allowing you to dictate what makes me feel good? And not only am I allowing you to talk into my life, but I'm over here following yeah. your instructions like a fool. <laughs> so I finally yeah. got to a point, I don't care what you think. Because, right. so, and this, this is even the same for other people. You know, people are like, oh my gosh, do you see what so-and-so did? What do you think? It's none of my business. Oof. Yes, we need more of yes. that. Look, if it makes them feel good. Yeah, that's their I'm business. Good. I think that's the other thing that makes social media like so weird to look at, right? Because if you mm -hmm. take on that stance where you're like, I don't care what other people are doing, like, are they happy? I just hope they're happy, right? Like yeah. that you see social media blow up because everyone's so quick to want to judge something or want to make fun of something, right? Versus like you looking at it and being like, why can't we all just like live our lives? Like, why, why does it have to be like this? Right, like when people want to make comments on someone else's page, Boo boo, you had the chance to just scroll <laughs> past. Like right. if it's align with you, if it does not feel good to you, just keep passing. Keep it, yeah, keep it moving. People will <laughs> I'm unfollowing you. How about you just just don't just go ahead and do it? Yeah. Don't <laughs> tease me with a good time. <laughs> just do it. So But that has been very helpful. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, absolutely. I um so I've been like waiting for a minute to ask this question. And so I feel like now is the time, but you have been talking like on and off about spiritual guides. Right. And like, when you yes. say going out in nature and like connecting with your spiritual guides. Um, and I feel like 
I want to know what that is for you, right? Like, so as an intuition healer, um, you share messages with folks from your spirit guides or from their spirit guides. Can you tell us a little bit about what a spirit guide is, how you get in touch with them? Like what, you know, like, tell me the things. I want to know the things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is such a good question. Um, so a lot of, well, you know, no, mostly I will refer to them as like a spiritual team when I'm working with clients, but your spirit guides are guides that have been assigned to you to help you live this life, to help and guide you. Sometimes they'll nudge you a little bit like, ah, oh, you should probably shouldn't do that. Sometimes it's your intuition, that understanding, or sometimes it's them like, mm -mm, don't do that. Mm. Um, they are here to assist us. Um, and my guides have always been around but the one thing that I do want to just share is that our guides are here to help us but they can't help us they cannot intervene without our permission so mm -hmm. until we get to a point where we're just like look can you help me that's when they're in that's when they will intervene or step in so I kind of view my guides I mean you can look at them as guardian angels you can look at them as um, ancestors who have passed over like you know I I will say that like my grand my Actually, both of my grandmothers are part of my, they were one of my spirit guides. Spirit guides can also kind of go in and out. Um, but for the most part, we have them and they're here to support us in mm -hmm. life. There are oftentimes things that they're able to, like they've, they've, they see or they know what's coming and they want to like give us a warning. But, you know, sometimes we're not connected and they're like, mm. okay, you have, that's a lesson that you got to learn. But the way that I connect to them um, through talking, I talk to them and I can hear them. <laughs> there are, I also connect with them like during meditation. Um, I also connect with them. Like if I pull Oracle cards, like in the morning, like, okay, what do I need to know this morning? Um, I'll connect with them, like using my pendulum, if I need to ask them a question or something. And I, you know, may not necessarily trust myself in that moment because I'm just emotionally invested in the answer. So I use my pendulum, mm. but you can connect to them in a, in a various ways. Some spirit guides will put on songs and you'll know like, okay, I know that's you. Okay. Oh, let me, let me chill. So they come in various forms. I think the, or various ways, I, the important piece is for us to just not be so distracted where we miss it. I think a lot of yeah. times we know that when a message comes from the ethers that it's going to be a, a brick hitting our head, it's not that obvious a lot of no. times because it's important for us to initiate and to learn the lesson ourselves instead of like, you know, when you take a test, you have to study, you mm. have to put in work. To, people can't just give you the answers. That's Otherwise, so that kind of, you know, that avoids that. I mean, that kind of like, you missed the point that way yeah so but i think if a person is ready to connect with their guides talk to them like hey i'm ready to work with you i'm ready to connect with you mm. whenever you're ready you know um let me know when you're present or show me something sometimes your guides will show you some numbers angel numbers like one 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 two 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 three 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 i've been seeing angel numbers like crazy the last couple of weeks and before this mm. recording I was I saw 555 and I usually acknowledge I'm like okay thank you mm. but it's you know again it's different for everyone so I think that's something 
people should uh, embark upon. Like, I, f I think it's kind of cool to just figure out like, what's the best way for me to connect with my guides for that, you know, for, for people. You talked yeah. a little bit about angels um, over your time with us so far. And mm -hmm. I'd love to hear more about that as well. So like, what is an angel? Is it an angel in a biblical sense? Is it an angel in like an energy sense and a light sense? Um, and like, is the connection with angels kind of similar to a connection that you might have with your spirit guides where you have to like, like ask for them or kind of spend time with yourself in order to recognize them? Yes, I'm going to say yes. Your, your angels, angels are similar, very similar to your spirit guides where they are not going to intervene without your permission. Mm. So the way that I perceive angels, um, I, I mean, I, I can see them. They're like, it's, it looks like, it's hard to explain, but it's, it looks like a, a light image, like movement. Like I can see a, a form, um, but I'm when I say angels, I'm referring to the light, like light energy. Oh, and oh. by no means am I considered to be an expert or a professional in this realm because I'm still I'm continuing to learn as well. Um, something I am learning is when a spirit, when I feel a presence or an energy, instead of me just like communicating with it right away, I should ask like what, you know, who are you? I need to like, when you're meeting people, I need to have that connection or that conversation first, because sometimes there are energies that will come in and they'll mask as being something that they're not. So for me, I mean, there are lots of angels that will come through. I work a lot with Archangel Michael. He's probably the one that I call on quite a bit, especially when I'm parking somewhere, I shouldn't be parking or I don't pay the meter. <laughs> just I'm because Archangel Michael is an angel of um, protection he's an angel of a lot of things but I use him to protect my car so I'll park somewhere and I'm like okay Archangel Michael no ticket no tow thank you <laughs> the times where I've done that no much. ticket the time the one time that I didn't <laughs> ticket Ooh. but again they're here for us to to work with and to use there are plenty of resources there are books on angels I mean I have like several books on angels um, but you know, some people work with many angels. Some people work with a handful. I work with a handful, Archangel mm -hmm. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, um, Yaphael. There are various angels that will come through. Sometimes I don't like the energy signature or something I'm not familiar with. So I have to like meditate on it or like ask like, okay, who are you? Or, you know, or they'll guide me to something or I'll see something on the TV mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, okay. And I'll look up the name and then there's a connection. So anyway, that's the kind of the long story. Yeah. No, that so I answer the question. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Girl, absolutely. You did. I, I do feel like this needs to be a two-part episode. Like we have so yeah. many more questions than yeah. um that we want to ask you. I'm like, I, I mean, love as you was talking just... about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Perfect. that you love talking about it um because I was like as you were speaking I'm thinking about you talked about light energy I'm like okay so does that mean there's also dark energy um is there um you I'm curious about past lives like how do people know like or do is that a thing um I've heard people say like oh I know that I've had many lives before and this is something I did in a past life yeah I mean I don't want to <laughs> get into all that now but so many things are coming up one thing I definitely want to know um, and that T and I want to know is about 
um, your clientele. So you see people who come to you because they are seeking um, some deeper meaning or understanding yeah. or even maybe even purpose for their lives. Um, have you noticed any patterns or trends in like what people need the most help with or um, things that you just notice a lot of people are either resonating with? Um, and why do you think that is, if so? Or even what they're lacking generally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, those are really great questions. So I will say the number one thing that I do see in my clients, this is like top, top tier, anxiety or depression, like something just feels yeah. off. They don't feel good. They don't feel mm -hmm. like themselves. They don't feel energetic. They don't feel, um, they don't feel safe mm -hmm. in themselves. Something is just off. And I will say that COVID has created a lot of that energy, mm. even the news, yeah. the news is a lot of fear mongering. That's why, yes. again, why I don't watch TV or the news. Yep. People are like, oh my gosh, how are you going to get your news? If it's meant don't. for me to know, it'll I will go, know. It. It'll find me. Same. It'll find me. Yes. Um, so anxiety and depression is one. And then two, I feel clients are starting to like open up to themselves. Like, so, you know, working with me, I feel like I'm kind of like, I help to shed light. I help to bring light in their situation. Mm -hmm. So um, what else? Anxiety. And I would say trust. A lot of people don't trust themselves. And I, yeah. I that's an area that a lot of people struggle with. Shoot, mm -hmm. I struggle mm -hmm. with that oftentimes. Yeah, trusting myself. absolutely. And I, I, part of me feels like, you know, when we're in such a system, such as this one, um, where it, thrives off of us not trusting ourselves and it thrives off of us distracting ourselves absolutely all of these kinds of things then you see yeah. a lot of these kind of things pop up right like I've seen some stuff about how like like how come whenever I do all of this stuff like I'm still in, like I still have anxiety I still have depression it's like look outside you know there's only yeah. so much like self-care can do for you when like these are the material conditions that we're up against yeah yeah. And something else I, I want to say is sometimes the anxiety and depression will come up because these people are empaths and they don't understand how Oof. to protect their energy. Oh, yeah. And that's, something, that's another thing that I've had to work with on my clients because they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm have I'm very anxious and I'll just ask them questions and I can sense, I can tell, I'm like, okay, well, you are an empath. A lot of what you're feeling, this is not your energy. This mm. doesn't even belong to you. You're carrying someone else's shit. I don't know why you are, but I think it's Put time it down. to down. Right. So like, it's time to increase it. Right. Um, asking totally for a friend and not for myself. Yeah. Um, if you are an empath and you have a hard time protecting your own energy, what do you do about that? How can you begin to protect your own energy? Mm. That is a really great question. All right. This is what I do for me. Again, mm -hmm. you all can, you know, um, develop something on your own or you can work with your guides. Um, but this is something that my guides have shown me over time. And actually, I think I've learned this also in my angelic Reiki training and I really enjoyed it and I like it. And it's what I do all the time. So for me, I don't like large crowds. I can deal with Same. like intimate places but large yep. crowds is very overwhelming it's yeah. too much for me energetically and it drains same. me same so if i know that i have to go out into a space i will put my little protection bubble around me and it's just where i take a moment i envision 
a bubble, everyone will envision like, okay, what does protection look for you? So this bubble for me, it's, I'll just try and describe it, but it's like iridescent, it's translucent, but then there's this gold, um, it's like two bubbles in one, but there's like a gold, the inner bubble is gold. And then there's like a translucent one around it. And I envision this around me. I envision this bubble uh, um, creating a safe space for me energetically, emotionally, physically. And then I go about my day. I love that. Oh, but for some oh. people, maybe different. Some people like to sage. Some people like to use Palo Santo. Some people will use a spray. Mm -hmm. Some people will use maybe Florida water. They'll, you know, it, it's going to be different for everyone because everyone... Mm -hmm everyone's feeling of safe is going to be different. Yeah. Last question, promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Is it time? Last question. We are way so, over time, we'll, but I'm just like, this. they uh, just keep coming. They just keep coming. We'll get a, we'll get part two. Don't even We have to do we'll a part, part two. two. Promise oh, yeah. us, please. <laughs> um, okay, last question. I have, um, I'm curious about the role of substances when it comes to being in tune with yourself spiritually. And also, um, eliminating distractions right so um, I've heard people talk about using marijuana to like kind of be more in tune spiritually um, yeah. and then I've also heard things like alcohol can kind of block you from being in tune so I'm curious about your um, your thoughts on like substances and how is there any really yeah. truth to those absolutely um, so I stay high okay um, <laughs> good to know <laughs> um, especially in working with my clients, because I feel like when I am utilizing cannabis in that way, it mm -hmm. the barriers that I think my ego would like to keep up. Mm. So that's yeah. why when I'm working with my clients, that's why I prefer, you know, using cannabis um, because it does that for me. And also I feel like whatever, when I'm not high, I feel like, again, those bears are kind of up, which don't allow me to be as open. But there are times where I can be open to. Okay. Um, alcohol, I think that's different for some people. It's going to be different for everyone because there are some people who well, you can drink alcohol and it can maybe be like somehow ancestrally linked, like their mm. ancestors, like their lineage really have this thing for brandy. And so they may drink brandy to then connect with them. There are so many ways that you can use this stuff. Wow. Um, but I've done ayahuasca ceremonies. I've done cacao ceremonies with mushrooms. And when I tell you, it's like a whole other world out there. Yeah. Whole okay. Other world. I've part heard two, about the mushroom we're gonna, world. Yeah. <laughs> part two, we're going to, like, I want to hit the psychedelics hard. For sure. Um, because I feel like these are conversations that I've had with friends um, mm. about, like, ayahuasca ceremonies. And then, like, also, like, I have friends who um, occasionally do shrooms just because of, like, like how it helps your mind kind of expand and come mm -hmm. back together in ways that, that feel better and feel different yes. and that give you like a different kind of perspective mm. that I'm super interested in. I mean, like I might catch flack for this, but I, again, like you stay high um, for <laughs> very similar reasons, right? Like I feel like cannabis does bring down barriers that I think like, a, so I'm a very creative person. I, I love to create. Right. And I think I smoke to create better because then it like there's so many walls that get that starts that stay no, up right yeah. right and then I I feel like the cannabis allows me to like kind of move through and also like leave all of the stuff that I want to leave in the back right right um and I can understand and I think like we hear a lot about 
how marijuana works for different people. I mean, I think I started smoking marijuana and it changed my life because I was like, oh, maybe I can be around people and not feel like dying, <laughs> right? Mm. Like, like maybe uh, that this is like a thing that is helpful It's all for me. intention. It, it is. is. All- I think so. I really do think so. I really do think But so. I firmly believe, and it's funny because um, my partner and I, we, we partake, but I joke with him. I'm like, you know, I, I'll say something. And he was like, what made you say that? I'm like, weed makes you smart. But <laughs> but I'm very seriously because it really, I feel like it changes the way that I think. So instead of me thinking very linearly, I think, I think more holistically. Like I think in a completely different way. So and I'm here acknowledges it now. Right. So I, 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 that makes me think of, um, I saw this thing about how, uh, it was about colonizing spaces and about how white folks really love a right angle um, and everything square and everything kind of like makes us see things in a very particular way because things are squared versus indigenous hmm. communities have lots of circles um, and how wow. that also makes you feel things or see things differently because you are in kind of a circular environment, right? Um, and I've been thinking about this like heavily and I kind of wonder about the effects of like these kinds of substances on your brain allow you to see outside of the right angle right and allow Mm. you to like think about when you said holistic that's what helps that it the circle right you don't you don't have to see linearly yeah like think about and this just came through for me think about like when you are doing ceremonies there's always a circle because it's a sacred shape like a unit like a community and one think about the workspace it's like you know you're around yeah it's so different it's so yeah. different. that's so wild I'm sorry I just thought about that but no I mean that is, but I think, that is right but I think colonizers have used this as because it keeps us boxed in in some ways yeah. right and I think also humans in community and humans in like spiritual alignment right in some ways like when we're having a ceremony and all of us are plugged in right and we're in the circle right and it's unbreakable because we're all plugged in right I think Mm -hmm. there's something about colonizers that need to demean that by putting it into a square right imagine if we all discovered who we were yes that we're all spiritual beings living a human existence yeah they don't want us to have that power we have to get power through someone else Oh, girl, I feel like this one, I'm just going to go lie down and be like, Jesus Christ. But I'm excited. So I am, I'm going to see, this will be the first time I'm doing this, but I'm seeing, um, I worked with shamans before, but the shaman that I'm working with later on this month, I'm doing, it's a ceremony using like this toad excretion. Wow. Okay. Something like that. I'll have to share with you all, but it's, that will, that is like an experience that I am looking forward to. Uh, this is well, so- we definitely want to hear about it. We want to hear all, all about it. Another reason yeah. to yeah. come back for part, part two. two. So yes, uh, but we definitely want you to share just how and where the podcast community can find you. So if they Absolutely. want to tap into your services, if they want to follow your podcast, uh, where can they find you? So for our um, podcast, Two Queens and Crystal Things, you can follow us on IG, Two Queens Crystal Things. That's it. Um, for me, Crystal, Christy, what am I, what's my name? No, Christy R. Edwards. <laughs> that's my personal page. Nothing exciting. You can follow me, and that's where my link is to sign up with me as a client. And then um, I do have some. I do have some events coming up this month. If I can share quickly, yes, yeah. please do. So I will be facilitating an herbal workshop with the Taylor Street Farms on July fifteenth at noon. So 
Um, I guess once I get more information, I can share that out. And you all are welcome yes. to join. And then two queens, we will be doing a sound bath on Monday, July 31st with Dream Market at the LaSalle Hotel. The space is beautiful. And so that's cool. at 7 p.m. Yes. Please come. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to definitely try to make those events too. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm a, I literally have an email about to send to you right now about inquiring <laughs> about your services so okay uh, yeah absolutely i would love it, to work with it's, you. it's amazing yeah i i mean ina um talked about you on her birthday yeah and i uh i've seen reiki healers before and like i think like like is the real shit that's the real shit mm -hmm. um and so and also like the way ina talked about you, you yeah and like like meeting you now it's like sealed the deal great wonderful oh yay thank you ina yeah. yeah, it was definitely, like I said, for me, it just really set the tone for a year of intention. And I'm still, I keep it posted up on the wall next to my bed. I go back to it all the time. So I do. Yeah, it's so important. So it's, um, it, it really strongly resonated with me, for sure. Um, oh, beautiful. Thank you so much, Christy. Well, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate the invitation. Yes, and yeah. we will definitely be inviting you back. So we are looking forward to uh, a part two. And I'm already thinking about questions. Yes, <laughs> yes, and they're lining up. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And we thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I just wanted to take a moment out to say thank you. We have the deepest gratitude for your support and your willingness to listen to our episodes on the Decolonize to Thrive podcast. I'm also asking that if you have just a few seconds that you take a moment quickly to rate and review our podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It would mean so much to us if you left your feedback about how the podcast has impacted you or anything you might have learned so far. Secondly, we ask that you do share and follow our Instagram page at Decolonize to Thrive. And finally, we would love to feature your thoughts in a subsequent episode. And you can share those by leaving a voicemail at 312-843-3033. Or you can email your thoughts to decolonize to thrive at gmail.com. That is decolonize number two thrive at gmail.com. Again, we thank you so much for listening and we appreciate your support.